two days of inspiration. Come on. Something out of nothing. The need to express to communicate. Going. Take it. I think it's rent. Are they saying rent? Take it anytime. <laughs> the bar. No, I'm helping you to get into it. <laughs> Just do the part where you say Pablo Neruda, okay? Pablo Neruda. Two. I don't remember the rest of the song. Can we? Um, but I do want to build a house in Santa Fe. Or no, I oh want my to God! Can we please not? Sorry. Please, please. Guys, no. we totally <laughs> lost everyone. Have yes. you guys, let's go down in the neighborhood and see Brent tonight. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, sure. It's still playing. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Christopher Plant, and I know the best thing of the week. I guess I'm replacing... I've never I ain't editing this. Come My name on. is Chris Grant, and I'm filling in for Griffin McElroy, who knows the best thing of the week, and I'm going to try and do him proud. My name is Russ Frosky, and I know the best game of the week. I wish you guys could see what we're doing right now. There's the four of us in sort of a cloverleaf pattern. Staring each other down. Yep. The the it's like McLaughlin group. It is. Uh, with if those guys would just get brave and get rid of the table. And Issue one. Live. We're also sitting in our cheap office chairs that have been jerry rigged with uh, mic bars that are in front of us like children's kind of like chairs. Yeah. Essentially, we we could not stand up now if we wanted it's like to the without breaking all of the equipment. When we're yeah. done recording, we will need to raise our hands in the air and call for an adult <laughs> to come get us <laughs> out of our podcast in. prison. Can you open my milk? <laughs> Excuse me, can someone open my milk? Uh this is the besties where we're talking about the latest and greatest in uh tech, movies, uh design, Broadway theater, Broadway theater, furniture, politics. Uh, today we're going to be drilling down on video games. Uh, since I'm in a podcast prison, I have no notes in front of me. I don't know what anyone's doing, so I'm going to start with uh, someone on my right hand side. And uh, Christopher Thomas Plant, what's up? Well, Saints Row Four is up, and hell uh, yes, it is. I I couldn't decide Hang what 10. part of this game I wanted to bring, and and I think on a, the original note sheet it was best superhero game, and well I'm sure we'll talk about that. That's vague. But what I'd like to talk about is the transition of Saints Row from the ugliest franchise in video games to this weird progressive franchise, maybe one of the most progressive AAA franchises, and they've done this by basically just keeping a lot of the things that were bad originally, right? Like the porn stars and the gobs of sex uh, and violence. And instead of being really cynical and angry and hostile towards all those things, they've embraced it with like loving care. There's still a lot of sex, but now it's like this pansexual, you're joyful in it. You know, you, you love the sex and you love sex with anyone and no one's mean about it. And if someone says no, you recognize Respect you, you Keith respect David for no. his decision. <laughs> um, and, and it just found a way to maintain a lot of those those base things that are so great without um, being a jerk. Yeah, I think one of the perfect examples of that is the streaking, which I think is still in Saints Row 4, but it was definitely in Saints Row 3. And the streaking minigame is essentially you take off all your clothes in the wardrobe shop, whatever, 
and then you run around naked and a lot of games might do that with like i don't know ladies naked but he, in saints row you like march down the street like you're in a parade and you're just super <laughs> proud of it and you like bump into people and you get bonus points for bumping into people while you're naked and it's just like happy it's like happy you're a puckish rogue they say that quite a bit in the game and it's totally true you're just like weird lovable criminal that everyone just doesn't care that you're doing awful things because you're just like so thrilled about it by being uh the id of this civilization you are revered and elected president mm-hmm. uh so if you if you haven't played saints Row before uh some of the big things you need to know is now you have superpowers yep you are in i guess it's technically the same i mean you're still in stillport and i don't know if it's been is it the same architecture i mean yeah Yeah, they added some alien towers and stuff but otherwise it's the same yeah uh originally started as a dlc called enter the dominatrix um because there is a real undercurrent of of matrix and mass effect 2 parody to uh to saints row 4 yeah i don't know they didn't keep that name though it's not good that's well yeah yeah. you can't really market one of the dumbest jokes happens to me that original title yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's funny because there is a lot of Shakespeare in the game because the enemy in this game is an alien that has been, uh, I guess, all along the world has been fake and we've been living no. in it. What? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Were you paying attention no, no, no. when you were playing well, the game? It's, the opening is very quick. The You become the president. The world is destroyed yes. entirely. Spoilers. Sorry. I see for the, I first see the Shakespeare analogy, but yeah, Wait. I'm interested to hear you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and then the world's destroyed and then you're put into a VR simulation of the world. Um and this alien quotes Othello quite a bit throughout it's a It's not just Othello, though. Game. It's a lot of Othello. Um, and it's one of the radio stations. Did you hear too. me roll my eyes? Yeah. Was that audible? Okay. Uh, it's not just Othello. He also, uh, if actually, if you're listening to the classical radio station, he who reads an entire chapter of Pride and Prejudice. Really? Yes. I need to listen An entire to chapter, doing all the voices and everything. It's hilarious. Uh, the that is so much what makes this game so awesome is that it's constantly doing things that like you know like another game might like read a line and be like oh we're reading some pride of prejudice there it like uh, saints row owns how outlandish it is and just sticks with it and goes on for another 15 minutes right there it, it always it buys into its own gags so hard there's a great um scene where your character is called upon to do a strip tease which in another game I think would be played for goofy laughs because the hero would be sort of embarrassed into doing this. Mm. And instead what we get is him doing it with, as far as I could tell, no actual plot provocation. It's just something he decides he needs to do (laughs) in the moment. And, uh, and it changes like his, um, the, the, the joy and the pride he takes in his performance that continues 15 minutes he yeah. continues to talk about what a great moment it was for him and what a great uh, how uh his whole life had been leading up to that and and the way it buys into its own gags i think really sells what could be kind of a puerile uh uh nature well and the writing is above just these gags right like mm-hmm. there, there are there are the really dopey easy poop jokes uh in there but one of the hardest laughs, laughs I'm on microphone number two. Um, but there is a joke that came out of nowhere where they uh, call these characters who are their friends from Saints Row 3, and the person doesn't answer because, like, 
oh, it's a 713 number. Do you, do you know anyone with a 713? And he's like, oh, I don't. And I'm like, oh. There are 12 and people alive up, on Earth like, right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but they're not answering the phone because it's just a number they don't normally have in their phone book. And it's so stupid. And it like this like really, really heightened moment, and the plot just stops on a dime to get this stupid joke about phones and then keep moving. It, it's funny because I think what it it manages to make fun of video games in like a very big way. I mean, it is it has gone beyond being the worst of video games to... It, like, holds up a mirror and forces you to confront. Like, yeah. this is – look upon your creation, video games. Man, like, it's like this in Matt Hazard. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right. These two, like, real high-water marks. Everything Matt Hazard aspired to be, minus the uh, Doogie Hauser. It Guys, is I, pretty funny. I, ne- I never made that connection, but it is sort of funny how many of the jokes are very similar to the jokes that Matt Hazard was trying to do. And part of the reason – I Matt Hazard, I guess, might have had a few decent – things here and there maybe i didn't really play enough but the gameplay was awful so even if it was brilliantly written there was no way to get past it whereas saints row has amazing gameplay and really good writing here's the thing about saints row for me i didn't get fully into saints row 3 i got bored boo saints row 3 you're too law-abiding i think no it's just like i actually did an interview with them and they talked about how they recognized that the pacing and and, um, actual game structure of saints row 3 was really bad and that a lot of people lost the thread and they stopped doing stuff um, and so that was one of the things I wanted to address in Saints Row 4, but for me, it just became like, like almost like when you can do everything, why do anything? You know, like, well, and that's, that was the point that I realized too. I love Saints Row 3 and I thought personally, I thought it was paced really well because after every single mission, some new insane gameplay feature was introduced in Saints Row 4, you're pretty damn powerful within the first half hour of the game. And that was sort of a shift and it kind of took some of the um, encouragement and enthusiasm out of finishing missions because while you would get new powers and stuff like that, they just really augment the powers you already had and you didn't necessarily feel more powerful. It wasn't like getting a helicopter with rockets for the first time, which happened in Saints Row 3 and it was like an amazing moment. That is a, a weird shift also for Saints Row 4 is that they have uh, there are tons of vehicles. You can feel free to upgrade the vehicles to your heart's content and there is n- no reason nope. unless you are forced into a vehicle the only time I would I would use a vehicle where I wasn't forced into it was, and this is pretty great, being midair, in in mid mid glide or mid hover, and realizing like ah, I got quite a distance to go, I'm gonna instantly summon a plane to be in, and and summoning a plane and flying over that way because it made it easier. But anything else, you would um you, you are actually gonna lose because the it is littered with I think over a thousand collectibles. They yep. said I mean. T- so much stuff and you would miss most of it if you're if you're driving um and that's interesting that they put all this you know i mean there there's vehicles you can yeah. totally do that if you want there's just no reason to do it right i think that is what's interesting about this game using the same city though and basically the same everything from saints row 3 is if the, you wanted to make this game saints row 4 as it is on its own from the ground up you couldn't it would be so expensive because you had to build all of that all the cars, all the car mechanics, all these things that people are not going mm-hmm. to use but need to be on the ground. While here, it's like, well, we already have it. Right. Let's just build a whole new game on top of that. So really, it's two times the game. It's two full developments just plastered into each other. Talk mm-hmm. about a value. I mean, I would <laughs> say <laughs> it's a little bit comparable to like Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which built pretty much, I mean, obviously it was a new city, but 
a lot of the mechanics were introduced into so almost all the like hardcore development work was done as just a matter of adding content making it the on top of it what's yeah. weird about saints Row four and we had this conversation uh during lunch is what where do they go from here like you've right now they've got you've got superpowers yeah. you can fly you can glide you're not invulnerable you can stomp the ground and make people hover in the air and set them on fire and um, I, I don't know if you can put that genie back in the bottle. I feel like the only thing that it's missing right now is having the sort of like space that a game like presumably based on what we've seen of uh, GTA V or even San Andreas, those games, in addition to having like city environments, had like wide open spaces. And I think that could work to uh, sort of augment what is Russ, generally what you just said it. What you were right there. Didn't you get it? Didn't anybody else hear it? Space. <gasps> That's where you go from here. Space. There's tons they of space. They did that at the end of Saints Row 3. <laughs> I didn't finish it. They Shit. Did. It was a movie. Stupid. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. What, um, if, what if they went to space? Good, good it's question. really funny. You should really play it. Oh, it's awesome. Please. Saints Row 4 I, is tremendous. Uh, and Saints Row 3. Uh, yeah, they're both great. And, and you know what? It started out as DLC, but you are going to get a full... Gameplay so, experience. Uh, don't let yourself get hung up on the, the do fact that... I have to that finish Saints Row 1 to get the story? <laughs> you do, well, actually. Well, if you, if you want to fully enjoy Saints Row 4, this it all, does help a surprising, to play all them. Because, yeah. one, you actually do grow to like the characters a lot. That's that's what I'm bummed about, is they pretty much said this is the end of this Saints Row cycle, or whatever no, they're Johnny calling it. No, I, I really yeah. like the characters. That would be like if you said, we're going to make a Fast and the Furious movie. But you know we're getting rid of all of those lovable yeah. cars. They also <laughs> cars and hard bodies. Lightning McQueen. Those abs. Fun. I gotta they, get that those rocks. They also make a lot of jokes about like writing mistakes that they made in previous games, where like characters were really underwritten and or lame, and they like bring that back and reference it throughout Saints Row Four. Um, so there are, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You don't need to play them, but it is funny for those who have stuck with the series. <laughs> you will get a lot of nods. There's a, for, for example, uh, Keith <laughs> Keith David is in the game as Keith David, the vice president of the United States. But Keith David has also voiced a character <laughs> in the Saints Row universe. And, and no one does not mention. Doesn't he remind you of it? No. I don't say don't, don't tell him that. He doesn't, he's very sensitive. Yeah, he said, don't bring it up. I just like that Shondi, who's like basically your sidekick throughout the series, in the first game is like, a total stoner burnout who also is like gets naked all the time. Like there's a lot of nudity involving yeah. her. And then after that, they completely change her character. She's yeah. like the strong female kind of buttoned up, woven tight. Uh, and both characters are in the game. <laughs> so they're, just, they're like, well, you know, it's like the first one kind of sucked, but at least she was fun. Like, and, and there's basically making these two people learn to exist in the same space and respect each other. And then you like kind of like them both more for it. It's just right. so many crazy choices yeah. that they get away with. You should. Uh, I don't want to talk anymore about it because yeah, okay. I don't want to spoil no. any any of the good it's stuff. A lot of magic. A lot of magic. Yeah. Um, Chris Grant. Your name rhymes with Chris Plant. Mm-hmm. What have what? you? I look a lot less like Stanley playing. Kubrick, though. No, Chris Plant looks exactly. Like Stan- I'm going to find this right now. I'm like take. Tony Hale. Meets Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've been playing. I, I think I put it down as the best uh, ghost and or panther based simulator. 
on the market today. I'm trying to think that of is, any have there. Oh, Geist was a ghost simulator. So you're yeah, saying it's better than Geist? It had no panther elements. It has a dog, all. which is almost like you a panther. You could take over as the dog. Yeah, but yeah, not a panther. Okay, fair enough. So Continue. You, what you want is to either be a panther or a ghost in a game. There's yep. only one game on the market. Got it. For you, and mm-hmm. that game is Ghost in Panther Man Seven. <laughs> <laughs> you can also get any of the other six. six was previous, terrible. Uh, ghost in yeah. Panther Man. Did not like six. Uh, Splinter Cell tactical shooter. It I was. can't remember. <laughs> Splinter Cell Conviction. Uh, not no, is bad. The yeah, Splinter Cell yeah. Blacklist, <laughs> on the other hand, is the new game, and uh, I've played probably about three hours of it, maybe a little more. Um, and it's good. It it uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss it in the context of previous Splinter Cell games. Well, explain like the the Ghost Panther thing because I okay. think people might be confused. People are like, why is there a Ghost or Panther? Mm. There's also a third type, but it isn't as exciting. Assault. Called Assault. Boring. Um, Come on. Um, so. Well, I mean, so that so gets to the point, though, is in context of other Splinter Cell games, it makes sense why they have all these different play types. So the early Splinter Cell games kind of, you know, mostly typified by chaos theory, mm-hmm. really rewarded, or not even rewarded, required um, actual stealth. Yep. Like, they were punishing. You couldn't get seen. Even if you got seen a little bit but still managed to get away, like, you're dead. <laughs> Restart. Um, so then they moved away from that a little bit with... Uh, Double Agent? Yeah, Double, double agent, agent was awful. They Oof. moved away from that a little bit, and then with Conviction, they were like, okay, well, Double Agent was not great, so now we're going to we're gonna make it an action game. We're going to action this series up and really make it so you Conviction feel is very much about how do you kill these guys without right. them seeing you first. Yeah. So they came up Which with all stuff too. like Mark and Execute and et cetera, et cetera. Which was good. Um, but it was it was an action game. Yeah. Um, with some really dubious des- uh, design decisions. Um, like punching women in the face. What? You punch one of the first things you do is like break a woman's nose. And you not remember this? Sam Fisher doesn't see gender. Yeah, it was like, it, it was just sex. really weird because she's like, I think we're like really nice or something. She's like, Sam, what's wrong? And you like break her <laughs> nose. <laughs> like that's what's wrong. Your nose was there. That's why they that's replaced a... the. Uh, that's why they replaced Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he liked it too. Um, so Monster. with so you know, conviction was a while ago, and that was. Is that still an Xbox 360 exclusive? Did that never? No, come out I don't know. Thing? I don't. I don't want to think about Conviction anymore. Conviction's good. It's okay. Mm. It's just this is a much better game. Didn't I would like say it. it's not great, but it's it's good. So, in uh, planning Blacklist, which has been quite a while in the works, it's the first game out of Ubisoft Toronto. They meant a whole new studio in mm-hmm. Toronto. It's actually Toronto's first, I think, major AAA studio. Um, in order to own the Splinter Cell franchise and develop it and this is their first game so in some ways you can think of it as like a, a reboot of sorts there's a new actor playing sam mm, fisher i don't approve of that um hey you don't have to approve of it you just have to recognize that it's real and it happened and the sooner we get over that the better <laughs> um have the strength to change the things that <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is our this is also our aa meeting yeah. <laughs> 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 circle and, so um uh one of the ways that they addressed the sort of shortcomings of conviction um, was that they decided to make it so that you could play any way you want. If you really want a stealth game and you want to do that, you can. You can play full stealth, ghost mode. You get ghost points for doing ghost things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like move, ghost like points? Like moving like a flower. Ghost. Yeah, like putting a sheet Pretty on Pretty spooky and move. That's 10 <laughs> ghost points to Gryffindor. This is basically Beetlejuice the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you kids. Um, so you get 
but basically, yeah, you get, you get ghost points. Like, you get different points for doing different actions that fit a different play style. And then there are different things that you can upgrade that match those same play styles. So you can upgrade a lot of your gear that helps you get through a level without being spotted. Or if you just like to shoot dudes real hard, mm -hmm. you can upgrade your shooters. shooters. You can up <laughs> upgrade your, Got it. your shoot shoots. Shoot so, so what I don't understand, based, I've only played like an hour and a half. So Panther... Panther is like, that's more like the conviction side, I think, where you're like stalking. It's Stealthy. It's deadly. Okay. But, so, so Ghost is like, they don't see you. Okay. You don't exist. Or probably non-violent as well, non-lethal rather. Non-lethal as well. Does the level actually change? Like, do you pick this before the match? No. No, no it's based on how you're playing. Okay. So it's, and that's one of my criticisms. So, to be fair, so I played the, the intro, which is pretty short. I played a full mission, and the missions are long. Like, yeah. It's, they're substantial. Um, and then I watched these uh, knuckleheads play uh, some co-op today. Um, and I have not played any of the Spies versus Mercs, mm. which is uh, which was in Chaos Theory, I think, at first, right? Uh, no, Pandora Tomorrow. Pandora Tomorrow. And that uh, was very well received then, so they brought Spies versus Mercs back. Um, but, you know, the thing about... The thing that I'm not sure about yet is if you play as Ghost, um, I often feel like... And, and they... they they fix it in a way, mm. in a design way. But I feel like I'm going through levels that are, they look like a shooter level. There's a bunch of mid-level cover, sure. right? Like, I feel like I'm going through a shooter environment, but I'm doing it stealthily. And if you manage to avoid people, one of the ways that they reward you for that is you get points. You're basically earning XP this whole time. And um, you get a certain amount of XP for killing somebody. You get a certain amount for knocking somebody out. But if you go completely undetected, so you make it through a level, and a lot of times games would indirectly encourage you to kill all the dudes to get ammo or to get points or to get whatever. So in this game, if you literally go through an entire you know, chunk of a level and don't get spotted once, by the time you're sort of gated into the next part, it'll pop with like a ton of points for being undetected. Cool. So like they still reward you for that, but sometimes I feel like I'm playing it that way because I want to or because that's the reward, not because the game is forcing me to. Because at any point, I've got all this mid-level cover I've got an assault rifle. I mean, but that's this good, right? Some, you shouldn't that's be forced. Like, that's something that you talked about with um it's a similar conversation that you and I had with uh uh a game recently where you you were bored with the way you were playing it. Minesweeper? Yes. What was that game? What was the game? Bubble Bobble? No, well, that's something good. The Last of Us. Well we'll Last edit all that Yeah, Last of Us, right? Mm -hmm. So you were you sure. were upset because it was boring. And the way you were playing it, and yeah. I said, "Well, like, don't play it. Boring. Don't play it boring. <laughs> play it in a way that's fun to you." And but you're the game what was you're built to play it boring. But what you're describing is like they're not forcing me to do this. I'm doing it because it's fun. Like, get no, no, with no. it. I'm right. saying I'm not doing it because it's fun. I'm. It's the it's the most reward. The most reward. Oh, you're doing it just from an economic standpoint. In a way, do you know game, that that's the most reward for I sure? Think so yeah, with in terms of like XP that you earn. Yeah, this is what I don't get. Is what do you get? For you get a bunch of ghost points. What does that do for you? <laughs> Ever okay? Podcast announcement: We can't keep saying ghost points <laughs> like that's a thing in the world because we're. Adults. Well, what do these points do? Um, no, it, it, no, they're not specific ghost points. You get XP. You okay. Get XP for each action. Yeah. The ghost XP is generous, but if you're invest, if you're making an investment in the gear with the money you earn, you also earn money and you upgrade stuff. If you make that investment, you want to make that investment into one, one play style. Okay. So so it's basically just you're earning money. You're not earning points. Yeah, but you also okay. get points for doing So wait, what's the difference between the gear you can get with money and gear you can get with panther points and spooky <laughs> tokens? The, the spooky tokens you use exclusively to get new scares uh, so that 
Grabbed by the ghoulies. Is that yeah. what we're talking about? I mean, what happens? Ectoplasm is more caustic than ever. Do you remember that scene in Batman where the guy goes, Where is he? And he goes, mm. Here. And he, like, you can do that. You can unlock here. You can unlock here. No, he uses the power of. Press Y to wear his fuck on There is actually. It actually. So I made a connect goof. You actually can use connect to say, Hey, you. And then guys come and you can knock them out. Except for you have to say, You can just press Y. Or you could go, hey you, hey hey you, hey you, hey you. It does not work. Actually, it worked the other night when uh, you know my girlfriend walked in and activated it, just talking to me and screwed hey. up the entire mission for me. She, <laughs> so it's very sensitive. She hey, said, "Where uh, you?" <laughs> As she normally does. Yeah. yeah, I I was trying to do this one mission. I was like, I'm just gonna press Y from here on because this yeah. is ridiculous. Um, so. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm going to try. I did the whole first level as Ghost, um, and then I went back and played uh, part of that level, like the last checkpoint, as Assault, just to see like, how, much, how many dudes I could kill. Mm. <laughs> Shoot some dudes. But I think I'm going to play like different levels each way yeah. for fun. But Wouldn't that, uh, Couldn't that limit your... Upgradeability, yeah. Right? Yes. No, you're still getting money though. Well, you yeah, get money, but you would but get. You're investing in different. You're not going to get higher tier, and that would be my my worry is that like that might limit you to. Seems like that would limit you to one play style when maybe you want to mix. I it don't up. think the tiers are lo- the higher tiers are locked to like leveling up. I mean, Panther. I, I will say, I mean, Arthur uh, Arthur Geese and our team did our review, and he wrote in the review, and I talked about it, that that if you're going to play as a style, you're best served to invest in that play okay, style. Okay, that makes sense. So For your suit, like you pick the stealthy suit right. and pick the silenced weapons and yeah, stuff like, like that. Don't spend your money on an awesome new gun that you're right. never going to use if that's you're playing pretty Ghost. Obvious. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, before why are you playing this way? It's like, well, because the game wants you to play a certain way. And in this case, it wants you to play as one of these styles. Yeah. And there's it's not binary. It's not like all Ghosts. So my score at the end of that mission, it's broken down, was like, Eighty percent ghost and then twenty percent split between assault and panther based on I got spotted or I knocked yeah. somebody out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's Is it it's fun. A, it's fun. Yeah, I wanted it's a lot to of fun. I wanted to talk about co op because Justin and me and, and Plant and I sort of switched off playing co op this morning, and and I had actually played co op last night online and I found that split screen. Oh, we were gonna. Yeah, it didn't work out. I'm oh, sorry, we buddy. Well, last night it was Justin's fault. Um. It, it's funny, split screen is way harder than playing online because of the way they arrange the screens. The, sc- the screen is split in half, and so much of this game is about visibility and knowing where the enemies are. Explain and split in half, vertically so, or horizontally. So the line is vertical. Yeah. So it's sp- split down the middle. It, a lot of these games, they'll Hamburger do like... style. They'll do like... Um, Very thin bands. Yeah, thin of, bands of like but diagonal arranged. So yeah, so it's still the letterbox format. Um, this game, no. So you you're ended up you end with like a very narrow frame of view, and just like knowing where enemies are was like nearly impossible. It's like being a puppy with a cone on your head. Right. A really adorable one. Ah. Hey, uh, speaking of puppies with cones in their head, you had an anecdote to talk to us uh, for halftime, didn't you, Russ? I, I didn't actually, but I did know Great. someone who um, has been having a tough time, and I, I wanted to make sure. This. That they took a minute. So you I'm going to just step me, out. You look me in the eye when you do this. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track 
especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties you go get a phone you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com besties that's mintmobile.com besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com besties additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, besties and Chris Grant. It's, uh, what's his name? It is I. Uh, Jean-Baptiste? Jean-Baptiste. Jean-Baptiste, okay. Uh, good, I couldn't tell because there were a lot of choices. World-renowned game designer Jean-Baptiste. Hello. I am, I am, I am... You, you speak I just French? got the ugliest look in the world. Chris like it, it said, do not step on my thing. <laughs> Chris Plant, do you speak French as well? Uh, un peu. French Canadian or French French? Uh, Canadian. There is a big difference. Uh, besties, I wanted to say I am having not a good week this week. I'm so sorry to hear that, Jean-Baptiste. Whatever mm. is the, the matter. Two eight days all day. You... you you, oh, yes. Your French is very good. <laughs> you bien? Ma- it's very bien. Well. Simple. Oh, bon pas. You are... Um, you, sh- you should know. So this week is Gamescom, yes? All right, you should be over there. Yes, I should be over there, yes. <laughs> this is what happened. I did not think that I needed a ticket for Gamescom. 
because you didn't uh, think you it well you are okay wait okay wait you're in new york now uh, yes i was visiting <laughs> so wait what was the plan to get into gamescom from well, new york i i heard that the hyperloop's not finished i heard that there was it was happening in colon and i my colon is here so i just visit colon <laughs> Wait, okay, I don't want to disparage. Okay. I'm sorry, just to clarify, when you say colon, do you mean, colon. There, there are many things this can mean. One, cologne, like a cologne that is that no. you wear. Okay, no, okay, not, that, not, not that one. This, so no. two, your friend named Colin. No. Okay, and three, your, the, the, the organ, your colon. Yes, my colon. It's kept in a glass yes. jar. It's, no, so it's you, in my body. You I thought, carry it around. You thought to put... To put this in, in succinct terms for everybody, yes. okay. you thought that Gamescom, yes. the development conference, was happening in your butt tubes. Is this what you're telling in, me? In colon. This is on all the press releases. It says <laughs> Game, Gamescom in colon. So I I figure I I have a new game I will show it there. So yeah. what game did you go to your butt tubes to show and were were disappointed? I was very disappointed. Sure, to see if there was no one there. I mean, after all the work to get in there, <laughs> what's your? <laughs> it's also surprising that they asked for your ticket. Yeah. Right. I have I have been uh, making a game for quite some time. Wait. <laughs> I need to re re clarify something. You said that you <laughs> You said at the beginning of this yes. that your problem was you didn't think you would need a ticket. So what you're telling me is the hurdle to your attendance of Gamescom was not the fact that you thought it was happening inside of your body. It was that it was happening inside your body. And they requested a ticket upon entry. Um, uh, papers, please. <laughs> papers, please, to in climb in your own butthole. There are many voices that tell me <laughs> things. Was it, it didn't happen to be... A giraffe from a long island. I, I, I do not recall. They seem very gruff and stern and strict. Oh. Demanding st st tickets and IDs. Multiple. Sure, what sure. Was the, what was the game you are going to show us? I, I have been Shots. making a game. It is on pieces of paper. 52 of them. Oh, okay. A so card, card game. Yes, yes, it's, yes, you could call it that, yes. <laughs> okay. I Many will. card games you might know. You can uh, play with people. Yes? Okay. Right. Not just just yourself. I find often there are no people around me. I find I come home and it is empty. Did you did you look in your butt? I, I hear the voices, but they are not there. I have tried to play with them. So I have created, wait, a card game. You can play, wait for it, with just you. You just need you, and you. No, no. I mean, I call me crazy. Yes. But I will. I'm gonna guess. Okay. Do you already have a name for it? I do. And it's solitaire. No, this is this is a good name, though. <laughs> yeah, okay, you, sure. Do you have the rights um, to this? No, no, I don't. No, my was play alone game card guard. <laughs> Got so it. How if does you, it work? You pretty much match the numbers on the cards. <laughs> Wait. So, oh, you put all the twos on top of the twos <laughs> and the threes on top of the threes, and then when you've matched all of them, there's four of each. 
and when you match all of them, you win. You'll this notice Chris has been eerily silent. Uh, Chris Grant's been eerily silent during this yes. segment. He's actually uh, he's filling out Russ's termination paperwork. <laughs> well, he's out this of the room. Is, this is, <laughs> yeah, right. Because because he's out this of the room. This is very sad for us. <laughs> I am liking him. <laughs> I didn't. I was under the impression the two of you hadn't met. <laughs> we maybe have. I do not recall. Uh, yes, I, I, so, sell your, okay. this, my game, you just email me at Geocities. That's it. Just you just do at, at Geocities. At Geocities. Okay. It is a Twitter. Okay. And, <laughs> and you can, um, speak to me directly and Does buy my game. I have the at Geocities <laughs> Twitter. I, I, I would try to get that. I'm going to get at I have Fire. It. <laughs> anyway, my game is $52. $1 per card. You could buy just one card if you wanted. Wouldn't it be cheaper just to get $52 bills, write the numbers on those bills, and just use the bills? No, I have my artwork on each. Okay. It is original artwork. You could sell it on the street. What does it look to. like? It's mostly animals. <laughs> okay, okay. Cats and such. Can you, um, uh, Jean-Baptiste, can you go get Russ so we can finish the podcast? Yes. Okay. Thanks so much for stopping by, by the way. Goodbye. Good luck with uh, your butthole. <laughs> At GeoCities. <laughs> Hey guys, sorry to uh, derail. Yeah, I nope. just wanted to make sure he had a minute. He's been having a tough time. No problem. Yeah, the no problem the saddest all. thing is, on his way out, a a ticket actually dropped out of his pants. <gasps> he had it, one. He had one all. Along. Oh, the irony. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the best, the best XCOM game of the month. Oh no. Oh great. Uh, I, Wait, did did XCOM come out on iOS this month? Uh, it did not. The <laughs> best XCOM game of the week. I, you just pulled an audible. You pulled. I yeah, thought you were going to bring something else. Well, I'd forgotten that we had uh, we hadn't talked about it because the embargo just lifted and the game just came out this week. Of course, it's XCOM. Sorry, the Bureau XCOM Declassified. Now, when you say Bureau, do you mean the piece of furniture or do you no, mean, I mean the organization? The, <laughs> the the Bureau. Okay, so here's the weird thing about the Bureau as an idea. Hmm. It's just XCOM. So I don't. There it's isn't not a, a separate. There isn't a bureau and you, XCOM. It's just XCOM. You, should I should I like fill in gaps like as you describe Please, things that are weird? Yeah. I'll explain the what, logic. What is the sure, bureau what, what a reference is. to? So also on our site, uh, we posted a story that explains the long. Who, who wrote? I did that. Who wrote that story? Oh, uh, it was you. Chris it, was, it was me. Um, so the bureau in an early version of this idea is it's the the very earliest idea was. What would have happened if aliens actually lived in the 50s, where we don't, we barely understand computers, we're entirely unequipped for an alien landing? What do we do? Uh, and in shoot them a bunch. We shoot them. Well, not no. We take photographs of them, and then we run away, and then we we use our research. And people wonder why that version of the game didn't happen. That sounds interesting. It sounds like it sounds like a, Pokemon it sounds, Snap. It sounds like the coolest idea that would you throw be apples so at them. Difficult to get to work. Right. Um. Okay. But in one version of of this, it was basically the FBI, and XCOM evolved from it. So it was birthright, where it's like, oh, we are the FBI, but we're the FBI. Oh, the FBI was designed to deal with other things. You know, it was I think it was like the team that was taking care of Russia at the time because it was the Cold War, and they're like, well, the real alien threat, right? You know, like that it was actual is, aliens. Yeah, actual yeah. aliens. So in XCOM. 
to classify the no, bureau. The, the, the bureau, bureau XCOM is classified. Can we just call it worse XCOM? Uh, in the bureau, you are Agent Carter, who is just from Mars. The pits. I mean, he is an unlikable human with a crappy backstory, and everything he says sounds like this. Like even, even when it's like, "Hey, let's go to the market later and get some heirloom tomatoes." <laughs> like everything is delivered. They're seasonal, and I hear they're back. grown. I, I, <laughs> Uh, so he is a, a lapsed agent who is brought into XCOM to st- help stop an alien threat. What do you mean he's lapsed? Like he's like been he un- in had, retirement? Because he had a uh, – he's been out of the field. Okay. So he's been – Is he in a cabin a desk growing jockey, a beard? Oh, I see. Um, for, for a while because of some tragedy that is Let completely guess. unrelated to the aliens. Maybe something like this. You just don't know when to stop. <laughs> No, you push things too far. He had some. It per- wasn't your fault. Your partner got lost. <laughs> he had a. He had some personal tragedy that they that they pretend is relevant to the story and isn't. So uh, Carter is drawn into that dog. XCOM, <laughs> which is so he has a team of two people that he brings with him <laughs> on every every assignment. And Buddies. Buddies, back up, and you give them in the field. You give them orders. You can stop time by pressing B, or actually slow down time by pressing B. And you can issue orders to them, uh, like move orders and deployment of a, like a laser turret, for example. Or uh, you can use powers like lifting the enemy up and uh, it's mind Effect. control. It's Mass Effect, right? I mean, it's Mass yeah. Effect. Um, and and that part is actually pretty good. There's, I mean, it, it's fun to throw up a turret and blast <laughs> a bunch of dudes. Yeah, turret. It is not handled how that is that is happening, but yeah. Uh, and like you do, do, you can do airstrikes indoors, which I don't know. Science, I guess, is the explanation <laughs> for that. Man, um, when you put that bureau money behind. It, I guess, right? Um, so uh, the weird part about this is that I, I mean, that's the entire thing. There's no game above that or underneath it. I mean, that is the entire game part of the game. You have and the, and and you have these XCOM elements like uh, permadeath, for example, but you are playing a central character that can't die or you lose. So there have to be these frequent checkpoints. So if you don't like what happens in a fight and one of your agents dies, then you just start the checkpoint again. And that's on every difficulty. So it, it so, so they built a system to, to kind of repeat the permadeath that, uh, that was in XCOM uh, enemy unknown and people really liked, but then they pulled back from that same system <laughs> Because they wanted you to have a. It's not yeah. even. A, it's not even a pulling back. It's that there are two gameplay elements that don't that literally compete with each other. That yeah. don't. That, yeah, they don't mesh together. I mean, they're just. It's just in there because it's XCOM and there's permadeath in XCOM. I mean, that's they wanted a bullet and that point. was another right. Lightman decision where it was a really creative game originally, and then it gradually got pulled in the very opposite direction until it was a hallway that you shot people in, and then. With what time they had left, they or had to make more XCOM to it. They had to make it more than just a generic shooter. Unfortunately, st- you crafted a shooter, so you have to like you, you have to be loyal to the core. The story is absolutely insane. In the last two hours, it gets absolutely baffling, and the explanation for why why we are still caught off guard when the aliens attack us in XCOM Enemy Unknown. Is so hysterically bad and like because oh, this is a crazy this is a prequel. It takes place beforehand. It takes place in 1962. So, 
they lo- they lose all the paperwork? There's no it 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 isn't a Wait, spoiler is it to the say same timeline. Yes, they, it is definitely like it's. Here's the crazy okay. part. Okay. Yeah. They close yours if you don't. Want. It's not. It, uh, yeah, close yours if you don't want to hear for twenty seconds because it's not even spoiler. They covered up. Oh my god. <laughs> this this shit like tore apart the nation. Like people are in hospital beds. That people are in uh uh the entire slaves, neighborhoods entire covered neighborhood in co- with aliens. covered with aliens. Like these bodies are littering the ground. Did Anybody... they say did you say bodies? That's redacted. <laughs> no, exactly. And there were people that got um <laughs> closures again, but this is too funny. There are these people called sleepwalkers that are basically uh locked in the last thing they were doing when like their minds were taken by the okay. aliens right sure which is it makes for creepy like set pieces in levels sure, people are like sweeping up and yeah stuff like right that. or like trying to start their car and they're yeah. basically brain dead when you <laughs> when you finish the game and defeat the aliens oh no they all wake up all, they all wake up and they're like hey <laughs> and then in oh, the very no. next scene you hear someone say and of there were some that remembered these sleepwalkers we had to terminate. Like, they had to kill everyone. Not only that, they didn't even remember because their brains were taken for that whole time. So they just it, woke up and were like, oh, I'll so stop my car now. utterly insane. <laughs> the game is, is – the, the tactical action when you're actually playing it is not, is not bad. It's kind of interesting. But there's no, uh, like, elements that could have been worked from XCOM. Like, for example – the idea of research and upgrading weapons mm. and, and systems like that are completely non-existent. The way we repurpose alien technology is we pick it up off the ground and we shoot people I mean, with I it. I feel like they could have I mean, made Enemy Unknown, and instead of an, a strategy format, they could have just made it a shooter with everything else the same. Like, Yeah, well, I mean, the problem, again, the problem is they had to keep whatever was Whatever existed six months before it, right? Yeah. It, it, in theory, yeah. And if, since if they knew, it was the one that was in development before Enemy Unknown. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if they had started development the week Enemy Unknown came out, like who knows what type of game it would have been. If, yeah. they, if you wanted to make a shooter that is inspired by that, it probably would have been a very good game. The problem is it's hard to reset everything financially. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah. no publisher wants to hear it. We're going to get rid of everything. Yeah. And on the Sleepwalker note, one of the ideas that they had might be an origin this. I, I honestly don't know. But – for a while, when they were switching to uh, the shooter, like traditional shooter mode, uh, it was going to be like an invasion of the body snatchers, which is another great idea where you basically couldn't act up. It's like if you started to do weird things, kind of like Inception, you would give oh. you away, and then they would turn. Yeah, spy party. Uh, which is yeah, but like, I, but again, act it, a it, way. It, it, I I felt. I mean, we saw this a little bit in the comments where people hear ideas like that and they're like, "Why didn't they make that?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, every idea can be amazing." The problem is actually making that. Sure. Like, who knows? Yeah. One of its pop. I mean, it's the great thing about writing about games that never get made is that they're flawless. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, exactly. Well, perfect. there was that Boys of Silence thing from Bioshock Infinite, where the Boys of Silence originally would have been amazing, where they'd like suck up sound that you make and then like play it back at you and stuff like that. And in Bioshock Infinite, it ended up just being they were like turrets that spotted you and an alarm went off. Man, it's like the Boys of Summer thing that they were gonna put into it. Where- <laughs> It's a DLC with, yeah. with John Cougar. Um, so I, and, and it is not an unpleasant experience. I think I, I think people are probably more butthurt about it because it is an XCOM game and that ha- now carries with it more weight, I think, than it even would have been before XCOM Enemy Unknown yeah. sort of revitalized interest in this. Um, I will say that if this had been – if they had called this XCOM, and, of course, 
they were going to call it XCOM before, long before the idea of this game sort of solidified. So this wouldn't have happened. But if this had been released and called XCOM, people would have burned Earth down. It yeah. would have been it, so it would have been catastrophic. Do you think the name change has like a lot to do with protecting the integrity of the XCOM brand? From what I've heard from a number of people, it's the opposite, and they don't understand it. That they're that. 2K was basically like, we really want to align this with XCOM now. Like, we're, we're going to make sure that it's connected story-wise. We're adding in the sectoids. You know, this is an XCOM game. And, like, and we've got the perfect title. The Bureau. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> XCOM. Oh, it's in there. Declassified. Uh, uh. And, and I, I honestly think they – I don't think they're trying to protect it. I think this is just a really bizarre – decision i i don't understand it this will be like the command and conquer uh renegade of the uh, yeah. what's that was called the, oh, the well, third person shooter. the weird third person this shooter like almost had a number of these like there had been first person or third person shooters in development for the series before the fallout tactics of this <laughs> yeah yeah they I put, will say, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know despite any perceived damage that the bureau has done to the XCOM. uh IP or franchise uh, today, yesterday. Yesterday they announced Enemy Within. XCOM Enemy Within, which I was saying before, it took me about half an hour of confusion to realize that that's in fact a different title than Enemy Unknown. <laughs> um, and uh, it's an expansion pack for the original, so it's, it's like they're going full steam ahead. And I think yeah. there's a lot of excitement about that. So I just hope they do the underwater stuff from what it, that was the third game. I don't know. Under from the Deep or whatever. Oh, yeah, right. It has that awesome box art. I'm yeah. sure this will have yeah, probably your fighting humans or something. Uh, but I like... It's funny that like the game that ended up working out so well was the game that is so incredibly true to the original. Like, just the core of it is almost unchanged. But that's almost like not a fair... I mean, that's almost not a fair... Uh, I mean, you're right, but that's not actually that surprising if you think about the... Fraxis did executed very well, but they were also building on tenants that had been proven and established in this. Sure, but and but, let's but also modernized. not forget it was modernized. It was exactly. sure. It, it was. Wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't work, like, but the skeleton yeah, was but there. The skeleton was there. It failed twice before they actually got the prototype that worked, and it was in one studio. So yeah. like, they, they com- compared to what you know, Marin and Australia were going up against. I think the biggest bummer of it is not like what will it do to the XCOM brand because it won't do anything to the XCOM brand. Is that but the bureau Marin? Brand, oh the bureau brand's gone. <laughs> Marin was built to be an amazing studio. Like the the amount of talent that got brought yeah. in, yeah. and it was just like, okay, let's just make sure everyone can work together and finish up Bioshock Two. But then we're gonna have this amazing game, and it's like, no, there are still some pretty amazing people there, talent wise. But also the people who've left is Jordan Thomas, all, all of the Fulbright company. Yep, uh, did gone home. I mean, there's a lot of. I think it's really talent. there's some kind of poeticism to the gone home coming out at the same exact time as <laughs> the bureau yeah, you know, yeah. like it's they left it's and true. got a game out the door that got great reviews and is being heralded as like you know a, a sort of you know if not you know without being too hyperbolic it's not a high watermark but something that's truly innovative and important mm-hmm. in game yeah. storytelling yep. at the same time as the bureau and i think you can also compare it against bioshock infinite which some of them worked for mm-hmm. too or yep. worked on and it it's is, not as, I think, as I think extreme, it, but I think it's yeah, more it's, of a direct comparison. I, I um, a lot of times I, I was tempted when I was first playing through it to compare it to Assassin's Creed, which is to say like, oh, you guys have a really cool start here. I hope that you can expand on it. But 
I actually think with the Bureau after finishing it, it's the things that work about it are so derivative. I don't think it makes sense to try to build off of it. I mean, they could build something, but it's going to be absolutely rote. Yeah. And it's hindered by a franchise. Like, they would never use this franchise again because people associate this franchise with mediocrity. Yeah. The Bureau, that is. The Bureau, yeah. yeah. I And the bummer is I don't think... I, I can't imagine that people in Marin want to develop another XCOM game like that. I don't think they'll give it yeah, to no, Australia. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who 2K would even hand it to. I, I think 2K, from uh, theoretically, would be a little bit smarter about like what they stick this X- XCOM brand on because they do have a legitimate success with XCOM Enemy Unknown and they don't want to like do this sort of thing Man, again. That original trailer, that first game yeah, it's very cool. I mean, it's for a game that didn't really exist. But yeah. What a great trailer. Alas, alack. Um, Russ, fresh yeah, tech. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to end Hit it. Hit me, I'm ready. Best free-to-play game I think I've ever played. Maybe? Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe there I don't are know. some big asterisks. Certainly, there. certainly, um, I don't think there are. But certainly, this year, I would say best free to play game I've played. What about EverQuest? Shut up, Justin. <laughs> uh, and the game is Plants vs Zombies Two. Um, <laughs> what, what, what everyone couldn't see is he paused and then like arched his back and then started rolling his hide, fingers and it was like hide everybody Plants vs Zombies Two and then like waited as if we were gonna jump him. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I think it's a great game. It is. I think it's a great free-to-play game. Here's the main reason why. I'm not sure where to give them my money. Yeah, well, so that's the sort of the funny thing is I, I think a lot of people when they heard... It seems more just like a free game. Yeah, <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies 2 was going to be a free-to-play game made by EA. I think everyone was terrified. Everyone loves the first game. But so much of the first game is about, like, learning strategy and, like, a really smart way that the gameplay ramped up. And, like, it was just very thoughtful and by throwing free-to-play mechanics on it and you could, like, pay $5 to unlock every plant, it would destroy the thoughtfulness uh, of the structure of the first game. They went a completely different way here where you basically have to spend no money whatsoever because you're constantly giving, given new challenges, new plans to unlock, new stuff that, like... It's like every level you beat, you get stuff. Right. So you don't ever feel like, man, I wish I... Got stuff I've put in easily 10 hours and the only incentive the only reason in my brain I'm like I should be spending money is because I realize human beings made this game and I want to pay their salaries yep. I played about two so, hours and the only incentive I have for paying them money because I, I honestly I don't even know what the money is they don't pop it in front of you they don't kind of it's just that I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad about getting two hours of entertainment for yeah. zero bucks. So here's, here's the thing though about this. Okay. So uh, I this has happened with multiple publicists. Usually when I'm like, I have to make a phone call and you have to do all like the niceties, right? Like, oh, hey, how you doing? What game are you playing? And every single person is like, oh, I'm playing Plants vs. Zombies too. And yep. I'm like, how's it coming? And every time, oh man, it's great, but I've already dropped like 16 bucks. Really? And it's consistent. It is. Where? Each, and, I don't and, and my, my question is like, is this a is this a PR thing? So like, the only what? thing is that this I can a think type of, of person? the only thing I can think is that someone played the game for literally ten minutes and was like, oh, I want to lock all these plants, but they're all gated by money. I guess I gotta buy them. When when you play for twenty minutes, you see, oh, I regularly unlock new plants all the time, and there's only like five plants you have to buy with your money. 
that's the only thing I can think of because no part of this game it doesn't feel grindy. I don't a- feel at like all. I'm I don't feel like I'm going through levels that are rewarding me at a slower pace than the first game. Sure. Because oh well if you wanna you know unlock faster you gotta pay for nope. Like it's, it, you're going at a clip. Yeah. You're getting stuff at a clip and So that's a really weird choice. And it's um, not like even if even if they did that, even yeah. if they let you unlock stuff regularly, I would expect after each level to maybe have a pop up that right. says like Hey, give us your money. Right. They are so polite. It's like it's like you're staying at a friend's house and they made you dinner and they bought new sheets for the guest room you're staying on yeah. and like they ha- there's breakfast in the morning waiting and you're like this is weird. Like it's I would have just gone to a hotel. I'm fine paying. Yeah. It's like yeah. Gasketball, uh, which was a game that came out uh, and it was free to play, but you could like buy a chunk of the game inside the game. And the game just downloaded tons, like 100,000 downloads for an indie game. And it made no money because there was it was not at all surfaced in the game that hey you should spend money. Do you? I, I wonder if this is the theory though when they, when they were trying to figure out how the sure. payment would work, right? So they they said people who know the vocabulary of games are going to be the people who hate free to play or free to play the most. The people who don't want to pay for it, basically. Okay, sure, sure. And they're going to start the game and they know this language and they'll be able to read it and they'll see like oh I'm getting stuff and this is how a game works and if I keep doing this I'll keep getting stuff. Yep. But the people who only play these sorts of games don't understand that vocabulary, and they're not going to learn it while playing this. So they'll be getting stuff, but they'll still think, well, I wonder how long this will last, and they'll just instinctively buy. It's almost like, um, I'm trying to think of the term where in kids' movies, right, a certain kind of writing where you write a joke that's t- it's two jokes. Mm, yeah. You know, and like... There's one audience that's right, one for adults, and one. like in a Pixar movie, it Pixar like works on example. multiple different levels. Or like you know the 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 frequency they play outside of convenience stores that scares kids away. That's but horrifying. People, they play a yeah. high pitch frequency really? that young people's ears can hear, that's and it's awesome. horrible and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you're over the age of like 20, you can't even hear it. Yeah. Um. Or if you're deaf. Or. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. That's I think I, I think yeah. the Trojan horse plan for this game, the way they're going to make money, and this is a way that I would absolutely 100% spend money, is right now they have 16 million downloads in the first, whatever, five days. Um, I think they just charge people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it up. I think all they need to do, and they've already announced that they're working on the next content pack, which is near future, I believe, charge me five three dollars for the for the five dollars for the next content i easily which, gladly that, pay it's the angry gladly. birds model yeah the angry birds they, model. they, they give you, you a little bit of free they DLC bring you in and they yeah. give you some that you can pay for exactly and essentially by making it free and giving you a ton of content you build this amazingly huge Giant audience, audience. Also, yeah here's the thing if well i don't really care about a lot of ea properties but if if there was cross ea oh, like stuff on space. there Level. Um, or yeah, Ramirez Edge thing. Or like an <laughs> or army of two level just, guys. Oh, <laughs> what but if? if there if there was dumb stuff like that that I could pay ninety nine cents to throw that on some of my plants, I would probably. We were talking about that yesterday. Horrible. Like I, I would pay. I would absolutely like pay money for cosmetic DLC. Yeah, like in Plants vs Zombies. Yeah. Anything, Why? Anything like that. Just give them just money. It's a, a tip novelty. mechanism. Yeah, but I would give yeah. them money and at least buy a plant that I might. But use. But I'm saying if they if they don't want to change any game plan, just make it cosmetic so every once in a while a zombie right. looks like isaac clark from dead space yeah <laughs> well and that's that's okay. that's the brilliance of cosmetic stuff right it, it doesn't take a whole lot of development energy sure but you're it the price that you're paying for it is a lot when you think like 99 cents for wouldn't you rather swap? pay for levels though sure but i'm saying I, i'm saying if they don't want i don't to think that there's that. as much interest in paying for levels like because it's they're not 
There's I already mean, tons of levels. There, free. No, I, I have interest in playing for levels. What's the difference levels. from one level to the next? Because they have different themes and different zombie types, and each level comes with like five new plants. This and one like, is just one of the levels. The Dead Space theme. Oh my god, that's good. Mass Effect, the theme. <laughs> and what if there's like... But the ending stings. And what if there's like, the sound is like you're in space when you shoot stuff, because it's a space game? Okay, see, I would pay yeah. for that, maybe. If, yeah. I, if I could skin it. Yeah. See. It's EA that is the bad thing. Is I keep, yeah, I keep trying to get like really dynamic EA properties, and this is this is where having like really safe properties. Guys, Star Wars. They have the Star Wars license. Come yeah. On. You think they oh can just? They, no, Star they don't. Wars. Not on mobile. Not on mobile. Oh, snap. Yeah. What about uh? What about yeah. Kingdoms of Kingdoms of Amalur? <laughs> Truly the reckoning. Uh, there's probably an EA franchise that would care um, enough about. Here's Edge. Yeah. Here's what? Battle all the plants are just white. <laughs> Battlefield. It's racist. No, you're, you're not talking about the skin color. You're talking about the, the buildings, right? The environment. Yes. Okay, there we go. Just wanted to make sure. I wasn't <laughs> talking about skin color. Racist. Clearly, because the hero of Mirror's Edge is not white. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Duh. It, but fill it with cars <laughs> and try to guess if it's Need for Speed or Burnout. <laughs> uh, so uh, which one of us is going to win this week? I feel pretty good. I don't Guys, even my remember game what is good. three games in one. So I'm my just game is, is two games in one. So but three is better than two. Yeah, well, That's just your, science. What was Plants? So Saints Row 4. Chris Gray oh, yeah, was... I'll give Plant. I think I... Plant I vote for Plant, too. Thanks. But guys, did I tell you about the part where mine actually has three separate games? Interloper! Your time is done. <laughs> oh, we should mention um, we're probably going to take next week off because me and Plan are going to be out. And just uh, and there's no besties with you two. No, definitely not. I think you're all going to be out. It's a vacation week anyway. No one's going to want to listen Who's taking vacation next week? I am. I thought you were – are you supposed to work a half day today? I had that on my calendar. No, it's tomorrow. Wow. Uh-oh. Half day. Guys, why, why is old Chris here the one who's not taking vacation nowadays? You should take a vacation. It's a good Boss. idea. Paint your floor. Do something I've done the weekends. That's <laughs> what I use my weekend time for. Thank you so much for joining us on The Besties. We hope you've had as much fun as we pretended to. Uh, make sure you join us again uh, next Friday to listen to the show again. And uh, visit us on Polygon.com. We've got lots of great stories and features. Gamescom coverage uh, exploding there that you can check out. There's a stream, which uh, we use on Polygon to collect a bunch of stories for you and, and update that continuously. So just throw a bookmark on it. Check in repeatedly. Uh, There's a Saints Row Today I played. Yeah, episode. you can watch that. Um, Guys, I, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I just got a just got a memo handed to me by Jim Bankoff, CEO of Vox Media. He wants to personally apologize to listeners of the Besties for Jean-Baptiste. He's been flagged at the front <laughs> for security. We don't know how he got in. Uh, but he has it's, – it's an order to be shot on site. So happy to have Jim Bankoff with us. And uh, most of all, we're happy to have you with you. Make sure to join us again next Friday for the Besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best How do we tell them we're done? I just keep it rolling. I want to make sure it doesn't fuck up. How do I leave? How do I leave this This is the besties. I don't think anyone was listening. No, no, no. The besties. Dancing. The besties. Da la la. Stop, right?
I don't look. Hey, I can take any chances. There. What about like a computer hacker? There's a lot of buttons. Look, I'll tell you first. Something that just records some audio. That's awfully complex. Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Just get someone who knows. Get an adult. Ride a die. Roller coaster. Hello. Hello. 